following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips and Bill Jones. And welcome into Talking Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio, a chilly studio and a chilly, rainy day out here at the Star in Frisco. Cowboys out there practicing in it right now. Rob Phillips in for Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broadus. Bye week's over. It's time to get back to work, fellas. Nine games, right? Nine games to decide this season. The following. Yeah. Four and three football team. Jerry Jones was asked about that football team and not, their record. Not too happy about that, huh? Thinks it should be better. Is anybody happy with it? Are you happy with it? No. Why it not? It should be six and one. Six and one. Yeah. The thing that made the thing I learned this weekend is teams take advantage of players being out, like Green Bay taking advantage of Kansas City not having their quarterback. Yeah. Wish you could have done the same thing against New Orleans. You know, anytime a key player is out of a game, you got to take advantage of that. And that's maybe what this team is. Maybe this team is a four and three team. That's what the record says. Am I right about that, Mickey? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and when you, you go back and look at it and you lose two of those three games by two points, should have yeah. won both of them. Sure. I'll give you the Green Bay game for yeah. whatever reasons. And there were a lot of reasons they ended up losing by what they did. But. You can't lose to the Jets. Nope. I'm sorry. And and look what these other teams have done to Sam Darnold the last two weeks. Yeah. So Even though they had a lot of offensive guys out, you still felt like they should have found a way to get it done. Somehow. 92-yard touchdown. Yeah. That had nothing to do with the offensive tackles not being there. This is Jerry's quote on the fan this morning. I think that we have the potential. He's speaking about being a contender. I don't think the way that we have played so far will get us there. On balance, the good and bad. Yeah. But he cites the health of this team right now, the talent level, and the things they're trying to do to improve moving forward. He said, quote, I think we've got a chance to get to the playoffs, and if we do, and if we're healthy, I think we've got a chance to advance. He's being awfully realistic about the situation right now. Well, when they, you do, see, they do lead their division. I mean, when you see what they did to the Eagles, it's like, okay, well, how about that on a consistent basis? Yeah. You know, you had... You had New Orleans, you're on the road, right? On the road in that place, and you hold them to 12 points. Mm-hmm. And all you can manage is 10. Yeah. You, you know, and, and weird things happened. I know. Uh, you lose two fumbles. One of them shouldn't have been lost. Uh, you, you had a first and 10 at the 11, and you kicked a field goal. You missed a field goal. Uh, the, I could find you three points real easy in that game. Sure. And, and so, yeah. Um, you know, that was a winnable game. I'm sorry. And we knew that. That's why I don't know why when Jerry said that today, everybody's like, oh, no, he's unhappy. Well, they're all unhappy. Go yeah. ask the head coach. Sure. Go ask the quarterback. Yeah. You know, go ask the CEO. They're, they're all unhappy that they're four and three. So, And that's a good thing because they shouldn't be satisfied, uh, and especially with the loss to the Jets. So uh, we'll see where it goes from here. And it's going to be a tough road. you got to go play Monday night. Then you got to come home, play Minnesota, uh, and, and then the next uh, three of the four games are on the road. 
and and one on a short week after a long trip back from New England on a on an afternoon game. And I imagine it will get into the Giants probably as the week goes on, Brian, but it's a different football team. It is. Different quarterback that they'll face this it is. week. It is. Daniel Jones is I've, – I've applauded uh, Dave Gettleman and, and – uh, Pat Shermer for making that move. You know, they were going nowhere with Eli Manning. Eli Manning is a great part of their history. Giants, the since 1925, the Giants have a great football history, and he's part of that. But they need to move on. And Daniel Jones gives them a little bit different attack. And, you know, the last time these two teams played, Golden Tate was not involved either. Yep. You know, and, you know, Darius Slayton has been kind of emerged as a, a nice player for them. We always kind of talk about Evan Ingram and what he's done. Defensively, they still have a lot of the same guys. So they have got to figure out defensively, you know, uh, James Betcher, the defensive coordinator there, had better figure out how he's going to play this time around. He didn't get a nearly enough pressure. He allowed free access and routes. And these Cowboy receivers ate him alive doing that. So, yeah, things are different on D, on offense. They're not so much different on defense. And, and that's something that the Giants, they've had to live with that the last couple of weeks as far as not being able to uh, stop people at key times, losing games, the Detroit game, the Arizona game. You know they had they were playing New England toe to toe, and then that second half got away from them there. So, different team, yes, offensively, different team defensively, absolutely not, same problems. Giving up a lot of plays in the passing game, yeah. The secondary, they have no pass rush, yeah. yeah. That's a big problem for them. They they do not get any pressure on your on your front, and it's a shame when you and I don't care who you're playing when you lose a game and your quarterback completes twenty one. 28 of 41 for 322 and throws four touchdown passes. And you get beat because your defense can't hold down the fort. Right. So he's not the problem. As a matter of fact, he, as Brian said, he just may be the answer on offense. And Golden Golden Tate had a nice game on Sunday. Yeah, you don't need need what happened like with Sam Darnold, young quarterback, getting hot during a game. And then all of a sudden, then – you're doing all the things that Mickey talked about, the missed field goals, penalties, turnovers, whatever, you know, plagues this this offense at times, you know, untimely penalties, a holding after a big game, a drop pass. You don't need that same thing to happen. You don't need to encourage Daniel Jones to play in this game. Kind of like the Jets game. Oh, yeah. Don't give them don't give them reason any, to hang around. Don't give them any reason to hang around. Yeah. This kid, if you watch the if you watch what happened to him in, in the Arizona game, they got behind and all of a sudden he started holding the ball. He had some problems in the pocket. They knocked the ball out of his hands a couple of times. You know, you need to create that kind of pressure. Don't let him feel comfortable like you let Sam Darnold feel comfortable. Or he will find Golden Tate. Or he will find Darius Slayton. Or he will find Evan Ingram. Or they'll hand the ball to that runner, you know, and, and make it really tough on you right then and, and there. And he might go 70 yards yeah, on you, Yeah, that's right? the one guy that you should really worry about. You know, I know they've, they've done some better things in the run game. Cowboys defensively, but it's all coming back to can you know every time it looks like they hand that ball to that twenty six, it's a five yard gain. Yeah, and then with the potential of it being a seventy five yard gain, so this team is not good enough just to roll their hat out. They played good enough against Philadelphia to do that. They played they played one of the most complete games they played all season, offensively, defensively, on special teams. 
They have got to have that kind of intensity for the next nine weeks. And they got to play better on the road. You know, you realize yeah. two of the three losses yeah. are on the road. Yeah. Uh, and and the and the one road that they they won, they struggled against Washington. You know, that wasn't as as clear cut as the final score might. They they struggled in the first half, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. And then they allowed them a late touchdown to, to, to make it close. They've struggled in every first half until the Eagles game. So they got to play better on the road. They can't just sit there going, oh, we're on the road, and yeah. you let that happen. They're one and two. Used to be a staple of Jason Garrett was good road team. You know, and we and maybe this we'll see that in the second half coming back. But Mickey's right. The margin of error on the road has not been good. The margin of error at all has not been good. You know, that's well, been a problem. Absolutely. Now, the, the bye week, I'm sure, helped a lot of guys Health get healthy. Wise, yeah. And, Brian, you radio professional, you segued right into the defensive pass rush and trying to improve that. Right. They've got a new player on defense, number 79. He's out there practicing right now, Michael Bennett. Cowboys completed the trade with the Patriots. Kind of came together quickly on Thursdays. Everybody was getting done with the work week. Uh, give me your impressions on that trade, Nick. You want to start this thing off? Yeah, or? I think that uh, I think it was one of those uh, risk reward things. Very low risk on it uh, from a compensation standpoint. It, it starts with a conditional seventh, and it only become a sixth in 2021. By the way, he only had has $1.6 million left uh, on his base salary, and that's all the Cowboys have to be uh, responsible with. He has a $93,000 per game bonus uh, that can get to uh, $840,000 for the Cowboys if he plays all nine games. Uh, so to me, the, the risk is very low from compensation-wise and salary-wise, and the reward can be pretty high. And if he comes in and, you know, is a problem or, or causes a problem, then you just take out the eraser and say, okay, that was a seventh-round pick, we, we move on. But I think what they were looking for is a replacement for Tyrone Crawford. They, they needed somebody that can play inside as a pass rusher, and he can also play defensive end. So I, I just don't see as it's a win-win situation at this point, and as long as he behaves himself and uh, doesn't become, uh, you know, destructive in the locker room, um, go with it. Veteran guy. He had nine sacks last year for the yeah. Eagles. A lot of pressures, too. Yeah. I mean, that's one. 30. That, 30 some, it, yeah, sometimes pressure is more important than sacks. Because Jason Garrett always talks about can you affect the pocket. Look in the Philadelphia game, how they affected the pocket, and they got turnovers. Sack, fumbles, interceptions, affecting the pocket. This is what Michael Bennett is capable of doing. And, you know, if you go back, you look at the guys who were part of the Belichick tree. They, they, last year they went to Nick Saban. They asked him about Amari Cooper. This time around, Jason Garrett goes to the horse's mouth, uh, the mouth of the horse. I guess that's how you say it, something like that, the horse's mouth. And, you know, and, and Nick Saban, excuse me, with uh, Bill Belichick. And, you know, he's developed a relationship with Belichick, and Belichick's moving on from guys. Maybe he doesn't make a fit. There, uh, Coach talked about if you look at the way that the Patriots, and we'll get into the Patriots here in a few weeks, their defense is different. If you ever watch the Patriots play, they play with a lot of linebackers now. That's how they attack the pocket. That's how they rush the passer. They get as many linebackers, size linebackers on the field and rush. 
And that's what they've done. And, my, and Michael Bennett doesn't have a role in that. He's, there were some games early in the year where he played more as a defensive tackle. I think that's what he's going to do for this team. He is going to play the Crawford role. And I'll tell you what, he will give you more of a pass rush than Crawford. Crawford's a powerful guy. This guy is powerful, but he also has a feel for how to get to the quarterback, how to affect the, the pocket and how to get other guys home along with him. It's one of those moves that you make because in the second half of the season, you know you're going to line up against guys in Minnesota, in Detroit, in New England. You've got some quarterbacks on the horizon that will stand there and throw the football from the pocket. You've got to find ways to affect how they play so you have a chance to get stops in those games to get off the field. And, you know, the other thing is he's pretty fresh. He's yeah. only played 133 snaps in, in six games. Yeah. That, that's like 22 a game, 36% of their snaps. So, yeah, he hasn't been worn out the last game he played against the Giants. It was game six. He had 11 snaps. So um, you would imagine the guy should be somewhat motivated uh, to come here uh, and produce and, and, you know, be a good teammate. But that point, we'll see. So what did you think about it when it came down? Well, I think you guys mentioned the Crawford role. They needed somebody else to play maybe a couple different positions, help out on the edge. And Brian talked about the inside rush. You imagine getting your best pass rushers all on the field at once, potentially. Quinn, Tank, and Michael Bennett rushing and clear passing situation. Malik Collins, you can throw in there. Malik Collins, that's a pretty good mix, you know, assuming he can get up to speed. And I think Jason spoke to this in the press conference, his familiarity with Chris Richard playing under him in Seattle. Not only that, but Mickey, you mentioned, you know, he's got a locker room tag that's kind of carried him for some years. You, You know, could he be a distraction? That's a talking point that people have so far. I think Chris Richard surely gave his stamp of approval as both, of Michael Bennett, both as a player and a person. That's a big reason, I'm sure, why this deal got done, too. Well, I'm sure Richard had a talk with him before yeah. they pulled the trigger. Why wouldn't he, right? Sure, Jason Garrett had a talk yeah. with him, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, And don't you don't you look at him as more of a defensive tackle than tackle. a defensive end? Absolutely. That's he, why I kept hearing people yeah. talk about, well, they still need a defense. No, this well, guy's going to be a defensive tackle. He, he can help there. but he can, Absolutely. Because no, he, that's he, where he needs to help. He could help at the tackle spot of being that under tackle in the pass rush, but also, too, what if they got it at a right end other than Robert Quinn? That's yeah. why I mentioned that spot, yeah, too. Yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you're, you're thinking, like, okay, Armstrong, has he really done much? Joe Thomas, or not Joe Thomas, uh, uh, Joe Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Well, Hyder on Heider's the other side. Okay. Hyder's been okay. But Joe, but Joe Jackson on the other side? You got a lot of youth on that yeah, side. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, it, yeah, coming out of camp, you're like, you were hopeful. I think I was hopeful, but you haven't got it. And, you know, you're going to need to keep Robert. Robert Quinn's played a lot of snaps already. You know, and the fact I, I like the fact that Mickey brought up the point. This guy hasn't played much. It reminds me very much of a deal you make in the baseball. You know, for the stretch run, for the pennant drive, you go get a pitcher. You go get somebody that that has got some skins on the wall, that knows how to play in these big games, that can affect the way that these offenses. You know, how you could affect the offense. And I, I'm all for it. We need to keep an eye on Robert Quinn. Let's see if Robert Robert Quinn's been very good through these first seven games. Let's see in the second half. There's a lot of times some of these defensive ends get wore down, you know, but he seems like to me he's holding up there pretty well. So get as many of those guys on the field that it can affect the pocket and do what you did against the Philadelphia Eagles. Take a very good offensive line, put them in peril, put their quarterback in peril, and hopefully continue to create turnovers. 
What do you think it says about Tristan Hill's development at this point? 21 years old and not ready. He's not ready. He's yeah, not. It's obvious. Yeah, it's, it's, well, we've yeah. had seven games. Yeah. He's not yeah. ready. He's not ready. And the hope was that that maybe you know you could plug him in. There's some plug and play players. This team has had a great success with plug and play players, quarterback. You know, by, by injury, but he plugged. You know, they plugged him in. He played the running back. Look at all the offensive linemen: Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick. Plug and play guys. You know, Lyle Collins, plug and play guys. You know, I mean, that's what they do. The so, wide receiver you traded for last year. Yeah, they, they just get yeah. guys and they plug them in and they play. And sometimes they don't, right? Yeah. Connor Williams struggled early Absolutely. in his rookie year. Did he get better when they brought him back from the surgery? Yes. Yeah. Is he better this year? He has his moments, but he's yeah. better. So maybe Tristan Hill, kind of the same thing, or at least they hope. Yeah, right. Twenty-one years old again, and, and Connor Williams was a young guy he was, too. He he yeah. was the same age. Same oh, I'm age. Sorry, he should have been draft picks that have stepped in right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah. had a lot of success doing that. No, they, and, they, you know, yeah. there's some positions that are plug and play. He he is he he hasn't learned. He okay, learning. I mean, he you got to have some tools. You give your tool belt. You got to have some things the way to to kind of play. He's trying hard. His effort's good. I think that's got to be pointed out too. That it's not like there's it's not a, he's an a issue bum. Beyond, he's yeah. not a bum. And you know, and I know there's people that will probably say, "Oh, well, Taco was a bum." You know that oh, his attitude was bad and all that. I, I, well, that's a whole other story, another day. This kid's got a really good attitude. He just doesn't know how to play at the NFL level right now. And you hope when he's 22 years old that all of a sudden the light comes on and it's like, oh, I'm a little bit stronger, I'm a little bit tougher, I understand now what I have to do in order to be active every week. So the trade deadline's in Today. three hours? Should yeah. wait on three that Three and a one. half hours? Oh, well, we got to take a break? Why don't we carry that one over? All right, got that few, sounds good. A few hours until... I didn't mean to grab the steering wheel. Till the trade line ends, will the Cowboys do anything else? That's next on Talking Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. 
Find Stetson Hats in the Pro Shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Join us November 9th on Tostitos Championship Plaza for the Salute to Service Plaza Party. Enjoy live entertainment, military ceremonies, Dallas Cowboys alumni autographs, and more. After the event festivities, the star will be hosting the top two Madden players. Mickey, you in that group? Uh, no. As they face off in the EA Sports Madden NFL 20 Club Championship presented by Spire. Go check that out November 9th. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys. Your Dallas Cowboys are back to practice after a long bye week. This is a bonus day because of the Monday night game against the Giants, technically next Monday, next week, and probably a lighter practice. Mick, what's it going to look like today? Yeah, I think it's going to be a very light practice. You know, they understand what the schedule is coming up. Um, you know, you, you get back late on on Sunday, Monday night and you got a short week, so it's even shorter because uh, you probably won't get back till 4 or 5 in the morning. Uh, so they've got to be very mindful of these guys' legs. Even though they had the break, you don't want to get back and wear them out, and then they're tired for the next week after that game and the fact that they've got the three road games in the, in the next four uh, after, after the Minnesota game on the road. And, and you're going to have to play at New England. You're going to get back late and then a short week for Thanksgiving and then a road game the next Thursday. So they've got to be very careful uh, with how, how they uh, practice and, and didn't want to wear them out this week. So they get back in their normal schedule Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, for this game. Um, so from an injury standpoint, uh, Jason talked about Leighton Vanderish and Robert Quinn should be good to go. Uh, my understanding is Anthony Brown is not quite ready, maybe. So they're going to see if he can do something this week, but they're not going to force it. Uh, and they're going to make sure that those other guys that played through those injuries, those five guys that ended up uh, playing against Philadelphia after being out or missing the part, last part of the previous game, don't do anything to uh, regress. So they were going to go easy on those guys, too, to Tyron Smiths, the Lale Collins, the uh, Randall Cobb, Mari Cooper, um, Byron Jones. So they're going to be careful with those. But the big thing this week is my understanding is Cameron Fleming is going to miss several weeks with the strained calf. Mm. He suffered on Thursday. Yeah. He had the MRI. And so Brandon Knight, this is your life. Uh, unless, unless. Reference to an old show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Unless I know that one, I know there's that. some sort of trade that comes down, and they find a veteran that they can bring in. Because my understanding, he can miss two to three weeks. Yeah, so it happened on the bye week. It happened Thursday. Practice. Practice. It happened yeah. Thursday, and the worst part is when it explained to me, it wasn't. He wasn't even doing a football deal. He was holding the bags, yeah. and the people were punching him like they hold the, up the, the the pads, and he got a stepped back and strained his calf. Mm, sometimes those are the worst injuries. That's that's a position where, okay, if it's Brandon Knight as your swing tackle. You know, and then the next guys up are your guards who would have to move outside and facilitate yeah, the field yeah. moves inside. Yeah, that's that's the, the the plan 1A is Brandon Knight. Plan 1B is hello Connor Williams or hello Zach Martin, you know, if that, if that came to that. So – you know, and they they do have a couple of uh, kids on the practice squad and stuff like that. If they felt like that thing was long term, but Mickey was uh, 
Mickey was very uh, on the spot talking about maybe two to three games kind of a thing. So we'll see. And it's a deal with Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins that have been banged up this yeah. year. Yeah. But the bye week, I'm sure, helped both guys. They were able to play in the Eagles game. They were um, outstanding. Yeah. I mean, I know I know Smith probably struggled a little bit more than Lyle Collins. I, he eliminated Brandon Graham in that game. And you, and you worry about Brandon Graham. You worry about Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Those are the two names you worry about. So yeah, then this this week, you know, I talked about it earlier. The Giants don't have great pass rush; they just don't. And you know, if they can hold up, you know, Dak Prescott can continue to make throws. Uh, we've seen him have success last year. Remember the game against the Giants at the end of the year? I mean, he he won that game with one of the best throws I've ever seen to to Cole Beasley. So, and hopefully they get uh, Amari Cooper going again. And then also remember Randall Cobb had a really nice game against these guys uh, in Week One. So maybe get him back in the end zone. Uh, once again you know it's almost like the worst position of need out there is offensive line right there's not enough of them to go around we talk about it in camp every year teams aren't cutting them no you know if you've got them you hang on to them and no one has a surplus no and it's it's funny that you say that even the really good teams like new england was hunting i mean they're seven and oh they're always hunting offensive linemen you know they get away with with the guys they play with but they don't nearly have i mean the the kid uh, Wyatt, the kid they drafted from uh, from uh, Georgia a couple years ago, is just now working back in. I mean, they've gone a a long time without having guys, you know, quality backup guys. But they get by because of the quarterback and the receivers and the, the running backs the way they play. Well, I mean, remember the last the turnovers game <laughs> when when Philadelphia was going to be without uh, Peters. Yeah. Brian pointed out the rookie first. What was it, Dillard? Is that Dillard? His name? Andre Dillard. Yeah. You know, and, and they were hesitant to play him, and he yeah. was a first round pick. So yeah. just imagine what everybody else is out there kind of trying to play with. They're not, and they're not. You know, you're not going to give up what. Evidently, Washington is looking for with Trent Williams. It sounded like they want two first-round picks or a first and a second. They have a two for sure, I've heard, and but they're probably looking for a one yeah. is what they're looking for, for for sure right there. That's Washington being stubborn right there, though. But that also shows you what, yeah. how valuable, if you can find one of these guys that somebody wants to get rid player. of. But no one wants to get rid of these no. guys. And yeah. you can say, okay, well, maybe you spotted somebody on somebody's practice squad. Okay, well, that's just bringing in another guy that hasn't played. Well, it just shows you, too, Washington's situation. Running game Moses is now the head coach on the interim basis, and the guy still doesn't want to play. You know, you you know, you figure, man, his coach is involved, man. Right. You know, and he's he's still nah. I'm not interested in coming into that train wreck. I never thought I'd say they miss they miss Cameron Fleming, but maybe they're going to well, miss him. Brandon Knight showed them some things in the limited snaps he's gotten. However, he's a rookie, undrafted rookie. Yeah, and that's why they went with Fleming in that swing role when he's been healthy. Is Mark Colombo saw something in the kid that he was playing guard. I mean, he was playing tackle. I've seen him play tackle at Indiana. Wasn't terrible. Signs as a free agent. If you would have said, hey, who is the surprise guy that's going to make this football team? Someone would have come to me and said, oh, hey, by the way, Brian Brandon Knight's going to make this football team at, at guard. I'm like, get out of here. No. But, hey, they, they thought enough of him. And he, he wasn't – He's he hasn't been terrible. I think that Mickey's going to be – if he had to play, would be happier with him than he would Cam Fleming. He's actually an example of what you guys are talking about. They had some injuries early in the season. Had to get, I think, Cedric Wilson up from the practice squad. Right. He was not the cut. Never was to yeah. make. I mean, and they had a surplus there, and they hung on to him for yeah. basically what you guys are talking about. If you think you got a good one, you hang on to him right. at tackle. Right. Which, by the way, they they were able to 
released Justin Hamilton. They figured that was the spot to make room for the yes, and, and he had Bennett. He had number seventy nine, I yes. believe. He did and, and for a brief moment, a very brief moment, yeah. a blink of an eye. And now so it's when Michael you see Bennett's. Bennett out there, yeah, he'll be in seventy nine. Okay, so you guys have talked trade, and I know we're taping this as of Tuesday morning. So if if you folks listen later in the day, this will be old news, but. Trade deadline at 3 p.m. Central. Jerry Jones said on the fan, quote, anything is possible when it comes to making a deal. You think he's being serious? You think they've got yeah, something I think, I think yeah. going? You know, the phones have been ringing both ways probably, and you just kind of listen. And then um, I, don't, I don't see a big splash. What else do you think they need? Well, I just told you. Besides <laughs> anything else besides potential <laughs> offensive tackle depth, they've addressed defensive line, specifically maybe the interior more than the exterior line. Has anybody, Mickey, talked to you about a safety? Has anybody? Oh, just, hit? just the, the uh, radio, radio the guys. The radio guys? Yeah. You know, I. I <laughs> and, and, you know, we forget they do have that Josh Jones on the practice. They do. They do. They do. And yeah. it's funny because we kind of forget about him. But, you know, if you, if you ask about safety, but I asked two or three different guys that said, hey, what's your situation on, like Mickey said, we're taking calls, we're looking for a right deal. I said, any specific position? And they're like, no, not really. So, you know, if you think, yeah, well, it's a safety, yeah, it's a defensive end, yeah, it's an offensive lineman, yeah. I mean, I just think they're looking for the right deal. If somebody were to come along that – that you know that that someone's having a fire sale and they're like saying, "Listen, we're one in six. We're not going anywhere, and you know we're we're just going to try recoup a pick or two of a guy that we might not be able to re-sign." Then instead of waiting for the compensatory pick, that that that's smart business. But I just kind of got the feeling that they're taking calls, but they're not really actively going after. Uh, you know, now it's not like that Williams, the defensive tackle that the Giants got, was a guy that they were interested in. But the, the price with that, the what the Giants end up giving, basically the Giants' third-round pick at the rate they're going right now, that's going to be like a late two. So, you know, that's kind of where you're at with that. That's, you know, if you if you to make that deal, you were going to probably have to give up your two or maybe a little bit more uh, to make that, that, uh, that pick for or get that trade for Leonard Williams done. And then also have to re-sign him. At the end of the season, he's in the same boat as he came in the same draft class, first round class as Byron Jones, both playing on those rookie, uh, the rookie contract, the fifth year option on those. So, and you never know why, but he hadn't been playing well yeah. this year. He's seven games, no sacks. And we saw the Cowboys part with a first round pick last year for Amari, but at the time they said it's it's not business they love to get into because they know, and you know, as a personnel guy oh i've sat there and watched I mean, jerry agonize not having to pick back-to-back well, years and that would have been the first time in what 10 years that they traded a first round pick you have to go back to roy williams roy it's, williams yep it's the lifeblood of your franchise because you're getting well they're they're pretty good at it they, yeah, they have been it. they and, have been and it's essentially five years of of a contract that's fairly cap friendly you know depending on where you sit and uh so yeah i We'll see. Can I ask a question? I think you said it, Brian, with right deal. It's got to be the right, right deal. deal. Bennett was the right deal. Is there any position you would give a first-round pick for right now, Mickey? I mean, just any position. Any position on for this team. Is there any position that you would give a first-round pick for? If it was a it, – it, it's got to be a Mari Cooper type of a player. It's got to be a top, say, 25 type player on someone's team. I, 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 I don't think so. 
I uh, see. I'm thinking. I was thinking like. Uh, I was thinking about a safety, but they, but then again, every time I think about a safety, I remember the draft last year, and they when didn't they picked, want to even use a second round pick, and, they they didn't, and, they, and that's there. absolutely right because every one of my safeties. Uh, Adderley and the kid from Washington and all these. The only safety that was off the board was the kid from Mississippi State that the Raiders took, Abram. And all of a sudden, they had every safety on the book on the board in the, at 58, and they didn't take. They didn't even look at any of them. So here I'm saying, oh yeah, I would give up a first round pick for a safety. And they and they had a chance at fifty eight to grab one, and they didn't. They didn't even want to do that. You just don't see it realistically. Yeah, from and their so view, you're, yeah. you're saying if if you're out there saying, oh yeah, well they'll trade for a safety. Well, no, they won't because they didn't want one in the first place. They had a chance to draft a young safety, have some control for four years, and they didn't even they didn't even take that. Yeah, and think about the, the sort of somewhat veteran safeties they've brought in here over the last several years. They didn't even make the team. What if somebody offered you a tight end? <laughs> Is that asking too much, or do you not just, for a first? I think they they really like Blake Jarwin. They just he's just not on the field exclusively every snap. Yeah, but you at know, some point, with time with Wit. Some point you're not going to have Wit, right? Yeah, and you need an all-purpose. Yeah, I don't know if you look at Jarwin as the all-purpose tight end. I mean, that's supposed to be Schultz. Um, you know, we haven't seen him do much, but a lot of that has to do with Witten being here. At some point you're going to need it, but I don't know. I don't know this year if it's a spot where, oh, we got to fill yeah, this Yeah, and role. I need a first-round pick for a See, tight end. Michael Bennett's a glaring thing that you can yes. up because of the I mean, Tyrone we talked injury. about it last week. Yeah. We said if they had to do something, they need something at defensive tackle. Yes. And that's what they did. They, they did listened that. to us. You know, it's funny, too. I, I was... <laughs> They don't. They, Fix they, it, Mick. They, they shouldn't. Uh, at least me. They, you know, people were asking me about Hayden Hurst, and I and I'm not, I'm asking you a question about a, a guy that plays for the Baltimore Ravens. So that's unfair. Yeah, he's a tight end. He was a first round pick with the Baltimore Ravens in 2018. He was a 25th pick overall. But people were asking me about him. I remember him coming out of South Carolina being really athletic. I mean, like really athletic, like a like these these tight ends you see nowadays. But then, you know, because, but he's the third guy. The, the Ravens have drafted, I mean, they have drafted some tight ends. And he's kind of been an odd man out. Now, I'm not asking for a first-round pick here, but, you know, would they do it for a second-round pick? Would they do it for a third? I don't know if Baltimore would trade the guy. But, I mean, that's the kind of, if you were looking for another position, maybe that tight end, you get to try and get a jump on that. For uh, for next year, so you don't have to, because this team is going to draft a tight end next year. And the question is, if they do it in the second round, everybody's going to lose their damn mind because they uh, every time they draft a second round tight end, he doesn't pan out. Well, sure, don't want to trade a second then, or he pans out somewhere else. Yeah, you but know, that's what I'm saying. Jason Witten's in his get, prime, and do you, do you, you give know. a second round pick for a guy that you kind of know could play a little bit, like uh, Hayden Hurst? And just say, okay, we're gonna, we're not gonna worry about it. We're gonna go ahead and take that. I mean, in Philadelphia, we traded, you know, uh, Mike Lombardi and I traded for Hugh Douglas. Hugh Douglas was the 15th player overall taken, and and Parcells had had enough of him. And we traded a second round pick for a first round player. And Hugh Douglas played a lot of years. Mickey, you guys yeah. covered the team when they had Hugh, run and winning yeah, the division. Yeah, yeah. Hugh, Hugh yeah. Douglas was a good player for them. As a, so maybe, maybe that that's the kind of thing you're looking for right now as far as a trade. You're looking for maybe a guy could give a second round pick for a first round player that someone really 
doesn't see in their plans going forward. All right, stay tuned. 3 p.m. Central <coughs> is the deadline. See if the Cowboys do anything else trade-wise. Yeah. Back next to wrap it up on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Well, Halloween's just around the corner, and if you go to Jack Black, the trick is Two days picking <laughs> just six. You spend $75 on product, yep. Yep. and you get to pick six different products for free. So don't let this deal <laughs> run out. Get to it right now. Go to GetJackBlack.com. Com. I like that tagline they got. The trick is picking just six. Just six. And they're right. There's plenty to choose from. Hey, pick stuff. six. Could use one of those. Yeah. A few. Yeah. Try to get some extra scores that way. Hey, well, just, I mean, yeah. four takeaways in one game is a start, right? Well, their first two possessions starting on the other side of the 50-yard line. Need more quarterback and center bad exchange things, like guys <laughs> in the hands and players being aware. Jump on it. It always helps. Yeah. All right, we got a couple minutes before we get out of here. Cowboys practicing right now. On that topic, last nine games, Jerry talked about they've got the potential to be a contender. What What are you guys looking for down the stretch here? Maybe something different for this team. 
to keep the momentum going that they had against Philly a week ago. Something different. Yeah. Or more of— I'd like to see what I saw from the defense against Philadelphia. Yeah. You know? Get after the quarterback. Brian talked about affecting the pocket. Yeah. This is a young quarterback. You know, don't let him get comfortable, just to what he said. So I, I want to see this pass rush continue the way it did against Carson Wentz. They made him uncomfortable. And, and too many times he was having to roll out and throw on the run. I'll take my chances with that more so than the guy sitting in the pocket playing eeny, meeny, miny, mo out there trying to, you know, got all these choices of where to throw the ball. So uh, that has to be more consistent along with just playing better defensively against the run. Yeah, I think you're going to have to go 6-3 and three down the stretch to win this division. And so I'm kind of looking at these games like the Detroit-New England-Buffalo stretch. You know, uh, that, that, that's got me a little concerned. I'm, which, Like Mickey said, though, you need, you need to find a way to play better to affect the pocket. And I guess you could start again with Minnesota, Detroit, and New England. It would be really nice if they can get – they could get Michael Bennett going on this thing and then allow Quinn to continue his role. I even wrote about this last week was getting Lawrence going, too. I think Lawrence is starting to get a feel again, uh, feeling good about himself physically, health-wise. I think you're going to see him with better pass rush. I, I'm always excited when I see like guys like Nate Soldor playing for the Giants this week. You know, I mean, he does not play with power. He's supposed to be a really good athlete. He allows a lot of pressure. Michael Reimers is the same kind of guy, bigger guy. But I feel like, though, athletic ability-wise, you could do some things to get some pass rush on these guys and affect this young quarterback. Those games I watched, you know, I saw him I saw him get struggle, struggle in the pocket, drop some balls, hold on to some balls because he wasn't sure about the coverage down the field. So get a good start here because, again, there's going to be a stretch coming up. Minnesota, Detroit, New England, where you're going to have to deal with some, some stellar quarterbacks and you have to be ready to to affect him with pass rush, and then also be able to cover those guys as well. Six and three down the stretch is your prediction to try to get, you, you clinch got, this thing. And you Philly, got it. Yeah, Philly got a tough road win. Yeah, on Sunday they're they're not going away. No, they're not. So go well, away. that's got to be one of the six too. Yeah, by yeah. the way, that, that's yeah, that's and that, you know I, I I'm looking at that. I'm I don't think the Bears can score ten points. I mean they just they haven't they haven't done it all year. They they're, they're not so. Their defense, I think, is starting to get wore down. But who knows about the Rams? You know, I just feel like those, if you could find a way to navigate the middle part of that schedule and get to the end with that Bears, Rams, Philly, and Washington bit, you know, you could you could set yourself up for some for some good things. You know, I think that was a good point on Lawrence, too, the fact that yeah. he seems to be coming around. Yeah. We, we just assume when guys have a surgery – that's not an ACL, right. that they just come back and play, yeah. right? No right. big deal. Right. Well, it is a big deal. And you have to have confidence in your shoulders once again. Yeah. And I, you know, and remember how much time he missed. Missed everything. Did sure did. Everything. Sure. And there's also a, a chemistry with your fellow linemen getting each other home on rushes. I mean, there's just things yeah. getting back into the mix for him that probably took a little bit of time. Well, think about when that stuff worked. It was when he was paired with Tyrone Crawford. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right? kind of where I was going. And yeah, how know? they kind of They'll have to account for stuff. Yeah, they'll have to account for Michael Bennett. They will have to account for him for sure. All right, good enough. Thanks you guys for joining us. We'll be back with Bill on Wednesday to keep breaking down Cowboys Giants. Cowboys back from the bye and the break is next. Stay tuned. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?